Welcome back to the For Film Site Podcast, everybody. My name is Brandon Sheet, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky And... Jonathan Smathers. And today yeah. we're going to be talking about the just-released Hereditary. Yes. But before we get into any of that, the condiments. Yes. Yeah. Jonathan Smathers back. You haven't been here in a while. Time I was here. Long time ago. Ooh, long, 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 long time ago. It was more than three months. What, what, we even, what was even the topic last time? I don't even mm. remember. I remember either, no honestly. Telling. I can't uh, I think it was it was in the Autodogs. It was Lauren... I have no yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to look back. So, I know, obviously, Hereditary is the most recent thing we've seen. What, mm-hmm. have, what have y'all been watching? I haven't watched Ooh. any. I've been, I've been slacking, slacking hard. I feel that. I've been watching a lot of, like, documentary series on mm-hmm. Netflix. Okay. I've been watching uh, Evil Genius. Oh, Evil Ge- oh yeah. So Duplass good. Brothers. Yeah. It's, uh, the what? Duplass Brothers. Oh, yeah. They produced it. Mm-hmm. The, it it's a fucking great mm-hmm. docuseries. Did you yeah. see that? No, I haven't seen it yet. Huh? Oh, man. It's only four episodes, so yeah. you'll be done, like. Yeah, I'm time. about halfway point. I'm in the oh, halfway okay. mark. Yeah, oh, shit. I, I know the story. I've heard the story. I'm a tr- I'm a true crime guy. Yeah. Like that's pretty much all the other podcasts that I listen to mm-hmm. are true crime. Mm-hmm. So everyone's talked about this in one fashion or another. Nice. I think it's it? like better than making a murder. Honestly, Whoa. I didn't like making a murder a lot. Making murder was too long. Yeah, I think yeah. I love that. Evil Genius was four episodes. It's okay. like to the point. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. And, like, they get, like, my favorite way that, I think my favorite thing about Evil Genius so far is the way that they introduced the crime. Okay. Because they didn't. Son, yeah. Yeah, they didn't faff it up Mm -hmm. with anything. They were just like, on this day, some guy robbed a bank with a cane shotgun and a bomb exploded around his neck. Stick around, find out what the fuck happened. That's kind of like the gist of Evil Genius. Nice. It was uh, was a really good intro. I think it's a really well-made docuseries. I'd never heard of it, like, when it actually happened. I guess I was just too young. Yeah, what it happened this? in like 2004. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, three or four. What state was it in? Um, Michigan. Michigan? Something like that, so, yeah, like okay. Midwest. Michigan, yeah. 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 All right. And uh, it got kind of all centers around this woman who's like a complete psychopath. Mm. And not, not even to make light, she has a whole, like a really, really bad mental disorder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's just fucked up. It, it gets real for a second. Like, yeah. I think episode two, it ended with like, they introduced the woman. Yeah. The first episode, they, they explain everything that happened in the crime. And then the second episode, they dig deeper into like what the circumstances behind the device yeah. and the, around the neck is. Yep. And then they end on the note that, well, it's all loosely related to this chick. And then they show her being crazy. Okay. And, and like legitimately crazy. Yeah. Like psychotic. And, that, and yeah. that's like season one. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see what kind of thing they cover next. Yeah. Uh, the Duplass brothers are cool. Yes, they are. Have you watched uh, Creep? Yes. One and two. I haven't seen two yet. Two is amazing. I love two. What is even the premise of two? The same thing. thing? The same kind of thing, honestly. (laughs) Nice. I, I, I shat on creep, on creep for a long time. I thought it was like a genuinely bad movie. No. Nope. It's fucking cool. that, But then I rewatched it and I was just like, oh man, this is kind of fun. I'm into it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Same. I like them. They're, they're, they, uh, I've read like about their come up and stuff and how like hard they've and long they've had to grind to yeah. like get to where they are. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact I think Creep cost around, because he already owned all the equipment or he knew mm-hmm. the guy that owned all the equipment. So Creep cost about $400. Very nice. To make. Oh, yeah. It was like not, yeah. No budget whatsoever. We could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. With all the equipment already, yeah. (laughs) 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 Uh, But I I, I used to not like the Duplass Brothers a lot. I I don't know why. I just never fell into their content. Okay. Uh, The first time I I saw Mark Duplass was in the league, Mm -hmm. which was hilarious. Okay. But that's the first time I ran into him, and then I watched a lot of his content, and I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this fucking guy. Okay. But the more that I read about their philosophy and what they do, it's mm-hmm. like the more I'm just like, you know what? I may not like some of the movies, but he's fucking doing it, man. I mean, the uh, the puffy chair is how... I, have you seen the puffy chair, Jonathan? 
Uh-uh. That was uh, how I got introduced to them, um, to the brothers and their writing and their writing style. It was an independent movie. I believe it went to Sundance in like 2005 or so, you know, but really, really, really good, slow and quirky. There was another movie between uh, with the brothers they had. It was something like, um, shoot, I'll have to look up the name of it. But yeah, they have a different style of uh, television show making and movie making that I'm, I'm pretty fond of them. The one thing I remember, I don't know if it was Jay Duplass or Mark, but it was I Love You, Jeff. Or something like that, or uh, with um, with the guy from, from the um, hangover. yeah, from the yeah, yeah, yeah. from the office. And that was uh, I think yeah. it was that guy and Marshall. Uh, Fuck, what's that guy Je- from Jeff Mother? No, you're talking about Jeff who lives at home. Jeffrey lives at home. Yeah, That's Jeff who lives at home. About. Yeah, it was it was that and the guy from, from and uh, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Siegel. Yeah, Siegel. Yeah, they, yeah. yep, yep. I called him Marshall. <laughs> I, I know Mark is like an actor. That, yeah. Doesn't Jay just Jay just do directing? Because I don't think I've even seen his face. No, nah, he, he's uh, he acts. He was in a television show, uh, Togetherness, on HBO before it got canceled. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah I haven't seen it before. Too. I just know yeah. Mark. Yeah, the, he he was in a lot of the the uh, movies that they direct together. The other movie I was thinking about was uh, the Dodeca Pentathlon. <laughs> Say yeah, that one with them. The Dodeca Pentathlon. <laughs> it's um, it's just basically like him and his brother, like how they grew up and just being very competitive with each other, and then just creating a whole bunch of different games with each other to you know be more competitive. But that was 2012, and the Puffy Chair 2005. Like these guys, if you see those two type, those two movies right there, you really get like what their sense of humor is and their brand. Like I, I dig it though. I'm, I'm on them. Yeah, they're fucking weirdos, but I I, I love their their oh, brand yeah. of weirdness. Yeah, same. Um, other than other than Evil Genius, I've been watching a whole lot because I've been how kind was, of busy. Uh, I remember y'all did an episode, and sorry, I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. But how was Isle of Dogs in a in a nutshell? Oh, I, I mm-hmm. think it was a phenomenal movie. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Cool. Yes. I think it's a it's Wes Anderson film through and through. It's nice. so fucking stylistic and lovely. Oh, There's yeah. still like a lot of his movies that I haven't seen, yeah. but I'm really curious about that one. No, this is one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. Like it's in my top three for Wes Anderson. I think it's the other one nice. like. definitely is. One I have not. One movie I have not seen that I think already did its run through the theaters is a. Uh, you were never really here. Yes, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Yeah, I haven't oh, seen it either. I really want to see I it. I want to watch that uh-huh. so bad. They said it was really, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it. I missed a lot of movies. He's probably my. F- he might be my favorite like drama actor. Really fucking, he's yeah. really good. And he's really yeah, I like him did a lot. Did you see? Did you see her? Yeah, oh, I love yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's, yeah. That's, Spike Jones is like the cool, like that's one of the coolest directors ever. Mm-hmm. Just to go from being on like Jackass and making skateboarding videos, <laughs> music to making, videos, like, yeah, and to making like some of the best movies. Mm-hmm. Ad- ad- adaptation. He direct, He made yeah. adaptation. Oh, yeah. We mm. talked about him. Yeah, we talked. Oh, matter of fact, the last time you were on, we talked about Spike Jones because we were talking about uh, what's the name, FKA or Twigs. Uh, FKA Twigs. We were talking about the Apple commercial that had just released, and how Spike Jones was connected to that. Oh yeah, he directed yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I He's thought cool. that was all CGI. Turns out that was a that was a moving set mm-hmm. with CGI enhancement. Enhancement. Yeah. Enhancements. That was fucking bananas. Hell yeah, man. Spike Sorry. Jones. God damn. So Spike good. Jones. Who? <laughs> Sp- no. All right. No. 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 <laughs> Let's go to that. <laughs> I've been, uh, you, I've been playing this uh, this game on PS4, God of War. Oh, oh dude, that's yeah. small. I I hate that I don't have a PS4. It I really do. Awesome. Yeah, I've been yeah. I've been like grinding it out the past week. Oh, you've been playing? Yeah. How, oh, yeah. How far are you? Have you made it up to the mountain? To the top of the mountain? With the black breath? Yo, were you ma- have you passed the black breath? Oh yeah, I'm way past that. Oh, I just passed the black breath. Oh, I, dude. I okay. stayed up. I was up until 6 a.m. this morning <laughs> playing that dude, damn game. Dude, I was up till 3 a.m. playing it. <laughs> I, Dude, Lauren came out of the bedroom. She's like, "Can you come to bed?" Nope, like, I can't. Not now. <laughs> have to upgrade the little thing. We have Troggers to fight. 
<laughs> yes. Now come on, boy. We gotta kill this. That's the only thing I know about the game. Boy, read this. Father. <laughs> Father of boy. Yeah. <laughs> That boy pisses me off so much, like, cause, like, it, there'll be like puzzles and things that I'm trying to figure out, like, to get loot and treasure and everything, mm -hmm. and it takes me a while because I don't want to like go on YouTube and go through a walkthrough for every single right. thing, you know, like I want to experience the game. So you got the boy there, and he was like, "I miss my mother. I really wish mother was here." And yeah, I'm like, "Gotta shut up!" Like, I'm trying to get us out of this goddamn situation, and you're not helping at all. <laughs> I, I like the kid though, because sometimes I'm, I'm lost. I don't even know where to go, mm -hmm. and he's like. Huh, what's that over there? Yep. And I go, look, I <laughs> yeah. go look at what he's looking at. I'm like, yep. oh, that's that's the ledge. There we go. That's where yep. my own son yep. knows what to do. Is the <laughs> game truly like a one shot type thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, do you, I mean, I, I'm I'm digging it. I mean, from oh, what from what I'm hearing, God, so dude. the kid is Loki, right? Yes. I have no idea. That's what I looked up on Elm. That's a spoiler. Yo, what the I'm fuck? Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> Why? I, I, I don't think would he's you Loki, say that? <laughs> I mean, they had some of the things like he had the dagger already, and you know, sir. Shut up! <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to do my that. My God. <laughs> yeah. I pray to God. Yeah. Oh, but my fucking God. That's dude. who the boy is supposed to be, supposedly. Yeah. Okay, well, don't tell me any. Why would you read that? I didn't mean to read that. Like, I was just online and then I seen that. I was like, just okay. Happened. It's like just one happened. of those theories. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yep. Then you read it. Then I, read, then I started piecing it together. I'm like, okay, That's that kind of makes sense. Baldor is after them. Yes. Yeah, what man. the fuck? Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know that his dad is a god or anything. He doesn't know what he is. He, none of that. Oh my if you, if god, you talk, dude! If you talk to the blacksmith, the guy that upgrades your armor, um, he'll he'll ask you if you know anything about a stranger that doesn't feel pain and yada yada yada. He'll just start running his mouth about like yeah, mythology. That's Baldo, right? that, yeah, 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 yeah. He'll start running his mouth about oh, stuff. So yeah, still, there's still that that still makes brings up a lot of mystery. I so watched the dude. final boss fight of the game. Oh, shit. Why would you do that? Because I don't have a PS4, Jonathan. <laughs> so I can't play the fucking game. So I just want to know, know what the gameplay looks yeah, like. Yeah, we're killing the game in exclusives. Like, you got to get a PS4. I do. I oh, do. yeah. A Xbox has been pissing me the fuck off yeah. lately. There's nothing on it. In terms yeah. of, like, the sheer just graphics, yeah. I guess, and uh, the overall, like, just beauty of every world that you go to, all yeah. the nine realms and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you go through the nine realms? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. they, 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 it's really great, like a good intro into Norse mythology, for yeah. sure. Fuck yeah. I like how they have it to where it's just like each realm is just like a layer on top of each other, and you can move through the realms like an elevator. <laughs> I mean, I just like the science fiction type of thing between that. Nice. That's nice. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, question. Hmm? Uh, I forgot my question. Shit. Uh, oh, how did, how, did, uh, how did fucking Kratos... Mm. From the Greek gods end up in Norse mythology. That's what Tess has been asking me for yeah. the past two weeks. She's like, this doesn't make sense. Like, these are two different, like, Norse, and, like, this doesn't make sense at all. But, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just reading what I, what I read and playing what I'm playing. <laughs> and that's, that's as far as I've gotten with that. I just imagine Kratos, like, walking around, like, fucking Greece and then finding a lady. And then suddenly he bangs her and he's into Norse mythology. No, he's in there Did now. you ever play one through three? I, I did. And that's another question. All right, well, question. then I, I feel really obligated to, mm. like, spoil something. But I'm not going to. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the better person. <laughs> no, no, I can tell. I can tell you something that would kind of ruin the game for you. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Like that. No. What? <laughs> All the power. 
Why would you advertise a spoiler like that? Like, nobody wants that. So, did you play one? Thing? I didn't want to hear the yeah, spoiler. I played, I I played the first one. I know I played the first one. Um, that's the first one where uh, Ares is uh, in control or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Ares yeah. says the God of War and he gives you the powers. Yep. Dude, I remember God of War 1, by far the hardest boss fight I've ever had to go through. It's, one, it's pretty hard. It's intense. Anytime he hurts you, mm-hmm. his health goes up. Yep. And vice versa. So, it's just like this endless battle. Back and forth. Total yeah. war. Yeah. Shit's God of War three was when they like really revamped it. Yeah, and it was so the graphics are gorgeous. Good. I don't remember that one. It's a great series. It was a PS three release. Okay, one and two were PS two. Yep. God of War three was PS three. Then they made like a prequel that came out like five years ago. I never played it. Uh, yeah, it was uh for the Ascension PS- God of War Ascension. Yeah, it was for uh, the PSP. It's a uh, yeah, it's really good. The new yeah. one's so good. Oh, I really yeah, it is. Play it. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah, Kratos. Yeah, man. Kratos. But yeah, I've been, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you've been up playing it like me. Yep. Yeah, I'm grinding so hard. <laughs> what's your What's your level right now? Three, four. Uh, my my axe is level five. I Asshole. <laughs> what? It, it, it's a long time between each axe upgrade. I, I just got my axe upgraded to four, I believe. I found one like that in the ancient heart to upgrade it to four. Well, you, well, you can't upgrade your axe until you like complete big parts of the story. Yeah, yeah. So it just okay. it's spaced apart. Did you still have the the blades of chaos no no got no, one that, got an axe his old life yeah his old life yeah he's okay. hiding out in the mountains you know the uh apparently the gods are looking for him and the kid and the uh we ran into a witch who gave me like this symbol that's supposed to be like hiding me from the gods and protecting me mm-hmm. but there's some other people that's thinking that maybe this witch isn't as good of a person as she presenting herself as right. and i'm not necessarily sure why she's helping me as much as she is you know although you know because we, we killed her magical boar where well, we almost killed her magical boar right. and in return like she helped us through the mountain and gave us a whole bunch of free shit. So I'm like, I don't really know how up and up this witch is just yeah, yet. Put but a tracker on you guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it seemed like. Jonathan's over here, stone faced, like he knows shit. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still reeling from your your spoiler. Honestly, it's okay, Jonathan. It'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, because if it's not Loki, then why does he need the God Tracker thing too? You know, I mean, in, in hindsight, hmm? like yeah, not yet. In retrospect, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes it would it it seems logical. Yeah. But I wanted to figure it out on my own, goddammit. I, I did, too. I did, too. I mean, I, I, it just got thrown on me. I didn't. <sighs> it's fine. Yeah. It's still a good game. <laughs> I got into Dark Souls again. Ooh. I've mm. never played those Me neither. Those I've games. heard that was really good, though. They're I've really heard 3 is impossible. I've heard it's so hard. 3 is the easiest of the, of the 3. Oh. Yeah. Is it 3 the most recent one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. no, I played that on PlayStation. That's the one to where just, as soon as I ran out of this little house thing, I was I died within, like, 45 yep. seconds. Yep. There's, like, no map or, like, thing mm. to where it showed me where to go. Like, it was super difficult. No map, no objective. No. No explanation of the game. Nope. You learn by playing the yep. entire time through. Yeah. And it's hard as dicks. Yeah. It is fucking hard. Yeah. And, like, but the game uses death as a mechanic to teach you how to play the game. Yeah. Because, like, every time you die, you lose your souls, but you can go back to get them. Yeah. And it's just, like... It's just such a good like. I used to hate it, mm. so I didn't get the game. Yeah, and then I got good at the comment. And I was just like, "All right, I get this." And okay. now I've been playing it. Like, I've never beaten a single Souls game. Yeah, but I've I've been flying my way through between. Did you guys ever play uh, Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls? I love uh, Heavy Rain. I I played both of them actually. I love them both. Have you gotten? Have you played those? Nah. Do you know what they are? Heavy Rain, I've heard of, but the other one, no. What kind of style they're, of game would you call like? Is it like they're like decision based? Yeah. They're like Telltale games in a way. Okay. Uh, Detroit Become Humans, this newest one. Oh, have you played that? I bought it. I haven't played it yet. Oh, man. I'm that beating, game looks so good. I'm beating God of War first. Yeah. And then yeah. I'll play it. But yeah, it's just it's from the same people that made Heavy Rain and yep. Beyond Two Souls. Mm-hmm. That, I, I fucking love that. That looks cool. Like you, it's very sci fi. You, yeah. you play like three androids. Yep. 
Yeah. You start to like develop a conscious. I'm getting that game next. Yeah. yeah, that game looks dope. I guess I'm sucking dick for a PS4. Just get one. Yeah, yeah it's kind of is, is re- We're getting Spider Man. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's that. Yeah, yep. Red Dead is Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead is, all of them. is that PlayStation? That's all of them. That's yeah, Xbox. That's, that's Xbox Two. Yeah, okay. yeah. Never that's mind. Xbox. Spider Man. Um, Sp- the Spider Man mm-hmm. game is gonna be. It's by Insomniac. Mm-hmm. Such a great studio. Yeah. Fucking just. I'm just gonna buy a PS4 yeah. eventually. I guess I'll do math and sell it or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Any of you want to say before we got to Hereditary? No. no. Cool. All right, then we're gonna cut and be right back to talk about Hereditary. Anyway, Hereditary. Yeah. Welcome back to the <laughs> Film Say Podcast. Uh, we're talking Hereditary. Hey, uh, Chris. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Oh, yeah. plenty. Heavy plenty. on spoilers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, this is Hereditary. It's rated R. came out this year, 2018. Listed as a drama thriller. Uh, it's two hours and seven minutes of a runtime. The rundown is when the matriarch of the Graham family passes, aw- passes away, her daughter's family begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry. Uh, the writer-director is Ari Aster. It stars Tony Collette as Annie, Alex Wolf as Peter, and Millie Shapiro as Charlie. Cool. Uh, Tony Collette has been like a staple in like the horror scene for like years, right? She was in the uh, original like slasher the, movies. You know, I don't like, think the horror, the horror when genre. I, she's a great actress. Yes, I know her name and I know her face, but I'm like, I can't, she I can't in, think uh, of like three movies she off was the top. In Imperium with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh fuck, was she? Nice. Mm-hmm. I still have that Imperium movie it's of yours. In your car. I in saw the, it oh, I still yeah. have that. Like, like matter of fact, let's get that on the way when we leave today because I put it in the car for that reason, and it's been just making its trip back and so forth from my house to your house. Just been for keeping months. your company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for months. For months now. Uh, anyway, uh, so this movie is weird. It reminded me a lot of like The Witch, mm. and it reminded me a lot of like those psychological creepy movies and stuff. it's advertised as like the most disturbing movie that you'll ever see in mm. this year or whatever and I think that's kind of a fallacy yes just for marketing purposes that's, that's not it's like, I, I, it, it overhypes how scary the movie is yeah. it overhypes it and that's not what this kind of movie is I mean it's definitely a horror movie but it's more of the shock of seeing something that's just very disturbing more so than like the jump scares that you're yeah. gonna get from those other kind of horror movies I, it's it's a creepy movie you wouldn't classify it as the mo- you wouldn't you don't think it is the most disturbing movie of the year? Is that no. what you would disagree with? I, 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 I think that in terms of horror and in terms of like pure sort of like that Lovecraftian feeling of not knowing what the fuck is happening, it's very effective at doing that. But I wouldn't say it was the most disturbing or I don't, know, I don't, the most scary. I, I well, scary, no. Yeah. Definitely not the most scary, but most disturbing. Like I have to like hands down. Like I can't think of anything it's that's more disturbing. Movie. I mean, there's like, of course, gross things movies mm-hmm. I've seen, mm-hmm. but I guess in, in in very recent memory, that is it's absolutely most disturbing. Yeah. Movie it's I've like ever yeah, seen. there's like the scary and disturbing are different. Like like Hostel, the movie Hostel, like that is a disturbing That's movie. Disturbing, yeah. You know, so it's like, but scary, like man, you know. So like right. the same thing with this movie, like it's not very scary, but like some of the images, like the the severed head of a nine year old child that has half of his jaw removed and just filled with flies and maggots, like yeah. that imagery is very disturbing. I think really watching a family fall apart is that really that, is that, that adds part. to the disturbing mm-hmm. material as well yeah. that it's just like all within this this one group of like this one family it's yeah. not just strangers like in hostel or people we don't really care about that mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. you know it was right did, did anybody have anything to say about peter 
at all that he has this super white family, but he doesn't look Dude, white I at all. Exactly I was thinking about the entire okay. thing. <laughs> the exact same thing. Oh I was like, this dude looks a little like he looks Indian. Yeah. You know, I thought it was like like on the side of Indian uh, and the side of uh, uh, something. Like, yeah, Middle his Eastern. Br- see, yeah. his brother, his brother looks would look more like. Uh, a part of that family, you know his brother, uh, uh-uh. Nat Wolf. Mm-mm. His brother, his brother is in like Paper Towns or. Oh, okay. And, is, is he the lead? N- yeah. Yeah, that and fucking he's in, guy. And he's okay. in. Uh, he oh, plays the blind okay. guy in the Fault in Our Stars. Those right. movies. Yeah. Alex Wolf is like by far the better actor, in my opinion. Right. Um, he played um, what a role I really liked Alex Wolf in was he played the actual Boston bomber. In, oh, the, okay. in the movie, uh, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. No, with Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Uh, what was it called? Mm-hmm. Patriots Day. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. That was a good movie. Um, yeah, he's good. He he played. Uh, he was in Jumanji. Finding. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. He was in Jumanji. That's what I know from. What's that movie? Finding the Catcher in the Rye guy. Uh, Finding who, Caulfield. Who wrote that? Catcher oh, in the Rye. Uh, Hemingway. No, no, that wasn't coming away. That was I Salinger. Some, no, it, yeah, something. I don't like know. That. Yeah, that was a good movie. That we got shown it in um our editing class. Oh, that was him. Yeah. I I remember that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I really liked his shit. performance. Yeah. I, like I thought he did fucking phenomenally. He did. But I, uh, like he did not look like he belonged in that family. <laughs> no, <laughs> not he at looked all. a little too brown for the rest. I of that. read very a, much brown. <laughs> I read uh like about the actors, mm-hmm. um, and Ari Aster was saying like Tony Collette had this like ability to just be completely herself and mm-hmm. then right after action was able to tap into is she, is she that, a Brit? this grieving woman. Nice. Is she a Brit? Is she British? No, I don't know. No, she's not. No. But Alex Wolf on the other hand had to do a lot of method method acting. Mm-hmm. No. And apparently he was like really not doing well. I <laughs> <laughs> like, had to put himself in a really dark place to play that role, which I can totally see it. Yeah. Uh, she's a uh, Tony Collette's Australian. Australian? That oh, would make okay. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Because yeah. I don't know if you guys, this is side, sidebar, mm-hmm. but the British method of acting is so much more not method acting mm-hmm. than the American method of acting. Like if you go to American acting school, you'll see a lot of people doing their prep work and getting into the mentality. Oh, yeah. And when you go to a British or Australian acting school, they're just trained to just be like, all right, no, no, you're acting. You can be yourself until the moment they they call action. Mm-hmm. So you always see that distinction with British and American actors, and a lot of directors prefer working with the British actors. I bet. Because they're a lot easier on set than having some tortured poor kid walking around thinking mm. he's actually getting hunted by a weird <laughs> spirit. <Yeah. laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, Alex, uh, isn't Alex Wolf is his name? Yeah, Alex Wolf. Fantastic job. The one person that I didn't, Tony Collette did amazing. Oh, yes. Too. Yeah. Like, absolutely convincing Very through much. and through. I think she's going to get an Oscar nom. Don't see her winning whatsoever, but I want to go ahead and Dude, state her now the, Oscar nomination. The grief counseling meeting, how mm-hmm. she was able to act like that yes. in, in that circle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was so impressed by her describing, like, her whole family's history. Mm-hmm. Like, her, mo- her mom's, like, yeah. DID disorder and her brother killing himself. Yeah. Like I, I really felt that her acting was great. It was one of the, I think that was, that was str- really one of the strongest fucking scenes good. In the movie. Yes, yeah. it was really good. That was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Like, like you're yeah. saying, just because. Um, so she, she's about to talk and tell about all the things that's happened in her life, but everyone in that circle, you would assume that they've had 
a tragedy in their life and their life just isn't a tragedy like hers you know so right. she she's heard their stories about how they've lost a, a loved one and she's about to give us this story and we don't we're not even privy to this information as the audience that we we know her mother has died but we don't know about the uh, the history of psychological issues yeah. and and just terror that's been happening in their family and before she shares she's like oh you know i don't think i, I don't think i want to and then they just sit there in silence and then the the camera just just sits there for a yeah. good six seconds and nobody stares at her nobody pressures her nobody says anything then after about 10 seconds of silence then she just starts the the story mm-hmm. and i love and the that. camera this is really subtle cracking the entire time mm-hmm. and it's like a it's like a two minute monologue uh, essentially yeah yeah, yeah. and about for those two minutes you're just like on your shit going like holy fuck mm-hmm. it's so good i yeah. like there was a lot of wide angles yep. like uh like when they were sitting at the dinner table yeah um i like that they was like the dinner table was to the far right and then you kind of just saw this empty space almost like something else was was there like there was, like there was another, another presence, presence the there yeah i uh, sorry go ahead. What, what did you guys know uh ari uh, asked her from before this like this is my first like he's done nothing well, some, yeah, this I, is I, his first like feature film directorial debut yeah but he's got a couple of short films yeah, yeah. Okay. and i saw one of the short films months ago before i knew who he was nice called the something strange about the johnsons okay which is really this kind of it's this fucked up story about how the son ends up sexually abusing his dad throughout mm. his entire lifetime um but the way that and the way that Ari presents it is kind of like at the beginning it's like kind of like darkly humorous and then it keeps escalating yeah. and emotional violence and by the end you're just like I don't know how I feel about any of that yes. and, and it's it's such an interesting like topic, topic. it yeah. is <laughs> it's a weird movie and it's and it's sort of presented in this like super bright and happy like suburban America it's yeah. like a black family in the middle of like this really white neighborhood yeah like they have just like this happy gorgeous life. And the only catch is that the son's raping the dad consistently. Oh, how old is the son? Uh, it starts when it starts when they were pretty like. At some point in the movie, it cuts to him being an adult, so it's like like oh, late twenties. Yeah. But like the film starts with a scene where the kid is jerking off in his room, and then a dad uh, accidentally comes in without knocking, and he catches him, and they have this really uncomfortable scene. Mm. And then when the dad leaves, you find that the kid was jerking off to a picture of his dad mm. when he was young. What the fuck? Yeah, man. right. It's really like a fucked up short film, but it's like thirty minutes, and it's just like this really escalation of like how this family falls apart because of this kid's sexual attraction to his dad. And the end of the the end of the short film, you're just kind of like, holy shit. But the beginning, it's kind of funny because it's weird and shock humorish. So as the kid gets older, he begins to you know take those fantasies into real life and starts to rape his father. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's I'm into that. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's a fucked Whoa. up filmmaking, but it's a it's like a it's a short story that you wouldn't have seen anywhere else if Ari hadn't made it. Wow. Yeah. No, I gotta see that. Yeah, I sent you Whoa. the link. No, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Feel free to I gotta watch see it. that. But I knew I watched that short film like maybe two months ago. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit, that was really fucked up. But I really liked watch like the experience of watching it was really good. Okay. Um, I didn't know it was Ari. So. No, it's nice. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that guy, woof. He's currently working on another horror movie for A24. Oh. Um, takes place in, like, Scandinavia or something. Interesting. He's filming. Yeah, it's definitely, it takes place in another country. I like how, how current this uh, movie was supposedly was, like, uh, in the in the title screen. Mm-hmm. or you know, First things we're seeing is, like, uh, this is take like, place, like, April, April 4th or something like that. Yeah. yeah, this April 2018. I'm like, oh, shit, that's, that's pretty nice. I like that. Pretty mm-hmm. I think my, I think that Ari Aster, be, you know, being like a first directorial debut, I think that the guy from The Witch also had a, like, that was his first directorial debut. 
Really? It was, no, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. looked that up. He used to do a production design or something like that. Right. Or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so I think I think Ari Aster for the, his being like his first directorial debut, you can tell that this is a man that's been studying cinema for mm. ages because every decision that he made in terms of like where to put the camera or yeah. what to tell the audience or or what information he wanted someone to verbalize or mm. wanted us to see was so absolutely precise and just deliciously put in the frame. And I, I absolutely love the direction of this movie. It's one of my favorite parts about the movie. It's just like where the camera is at all times. This is my favorite uh, directorial debut since um, the guy uh, that uh, directed John Wick 1. Oh, I guess he did one David, and two. David Leakes. Yeah. David Leakes. Yeah. I mean, it's, and there's something there. Like uh, when you, you mentioned uh, The Witch, I'm bringing up John Wick. And uh, and this this movie here in the Hereditary, something about these guys that are studying in the uh, the movie industry under someone like not necessarily directing movie after movie or writing movie after movie. You can be in makeup or you can be in a wardrobe or production design, right. you know, or, um, or st with stunts. You know, everyone has some type of background in film, but to see what their angle is, you know, when they first when they get their directorial debut and how they're able to communicate the information because I mean they're seeing it from a completely different angle, right. you know, from than other people. So I mean this. This movie here, just having a fresh angle on things, I'm loving Ari Aster, and I'll, I'll check out a lot more from him after yeah, this. I, I am, I am excitedly on the boat for Ari after mm -hmm. this movie. I think, but that, I, I don't know. Like the white shots was one of my favorite things in the film. Mm -hmm. Like he has no problem holding onto a shot for 30, 40, 50, 60 seconds, mm -hmm. and he's asking you to sit through that uncomfortable shot. Like after the dinner scene where we have that huge, dramatic blowout where the mom is just like "fuck you" to the kid mm -hmm. for killing your killing your sister, yeah. which is like a really intense moment. Yeah. And then immediately after that close-up, he just cuts to a wide, and he lingers on that wide mm -hmm. for 45 seconds. I really like that, man. Mm -hmm. like for Tony some Collins. reason, I really I expected her to come back. Same, yeah. And it was because of that shot. Yeah. Like, he, I, I liked that a lot. Because he set it up so it's so empty, so she can leave, yeah. uh -huh. and then we see her leave, but then he just holds on to it. So yep. you expect her to come back and like do something to the nope. kid. He tapped into horror in a way that I love and that we never we just don't see very often right. and it's I think there's a lot of horror quality in uh smiling yeah. and mm. very creepy like pearly white smiles yeah. and we got that so much especially when uh Peter goes into the room yeah. and his mom is on the ceiling and he's like why would he? Oh, why would he not fucking turn right where he's pretty sure his mom is? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a fucking naked man. Yeah, like smiling, smiling creepy. at yeah. him in the doorway, like that, like shit. Like I got just got chills just <laughs> just thinking about that scene. <laughs> just try to imagine, not even being like jump scared. Mm -hmm. Nothing went boo. No, you're just looking across your hall, your kitchen, mm -hmm. and you just see. A naked man smiling at you. Yes. Terrifying. That's fucking horrifying. Yeah. That's <laughs> horrifying. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got into, like, the, the emotional horror of it and yeah. something that he was able to deliver with the camera. Uh, when uh, when Peter accidentally kills Charlie when uh, she's having a um, uh, an allergic reaction to uh, to, to nuts mm -hmm. and he's taken her to the hospital and she's just ultimately decapitated by like a uh, telephone pole mm -hmm. of sorts leave leaves her severed head there in the road stops for a minute and then just decides that I'm not dealing with this in my head I'll decide that this never happened right you know so he he drives home just stone.
stone face lays down in the bed and then they show the, with the editing so now it's nighttime still staring at his face close up now it's daytime it's morning and you can hear the mother and the father downstairs in the but kitchen, the, the yep, camera still hasn't moved still close up on him laying down in the bed eyes wide open you know still dealing with what happened last night and we're about to deal with this reveal hearing with the, the mother's like, yeah I'm about to go out something very trivial just I'm gonna go get some groceries or something I'll be back mm-hmm. in 15 20 minutes something like that hear the keys hear her walk out of the door stick camera still on his face and never it, moves never and he moves. doesn't move either he doesn't move and you know what's going through his head he's just waiting for it to happen and then you hear just blood curdingly screams another great acting Ooh. like when she was just like collapsed on the floor mm-hmm. like yeah. you felt that yeah you like fucking she did. sold it mm-hmm. and like hard but, and then so we have that shot yeah and then my favorite transition moment is like at no point do we see Charlie's body nope. uh, until very to late the into the yeah. film. Uh, and so we cut right from Peter's face mm. to Tony Collette in that shot of, you know, blood curling screaming mm-hmm. where she sold. And, and they just, briefly showed the fucking maggot infested head yep. on right. the side yeah. of the road. Yeah. Yep. To add into this anguished screaming. Yep. There, this this is a, is a quick callback. Mm-hmm. Just and I'm glad that Jonathan's here for this. Like something that I've been waving the flag for for over two years, and about things like this that you you're like, well, y'all. It was like, well, nobody really wants to see this. It's too distur- too disturbing. And I was like, in Game of Thrones, this is why <laughs> I was talking, like, when the kid gets burned on the cross, I'm like, show it. That is it's disturbing. And it was like, no, it's this too much. I'm like, no, I want to see that. And this and I got it. Yeah. A nine-year-old sure child, you know, decapitated. Like, that's so fucking disturbing to see on screen. And it's just like to... I, I'm, just, I'm just I'm trying to just suck on my dick because two years ago, <laughs> like, it, it doesn't sound good to say you want to see that type of stuff, like children being tortured right. on television or movies and things like that. That doesn't sound good, and that's not what I want in real life. And I don't want to see movies like that over and over and over yeah. again. But you just but want that just, if someone does it. Yes. Fucking and, and yes, and it's finally been delivered, you know, after yeah. all of this time, and it's just... Just like yes, it is. It is just as disturbing and shocking as you would think it. It, it is, yeah. you know. But not just for the fact of trying to make you see something you don't want to see. Like it fits the story perfectly. Like it's 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 there for a reason, you know. That's I, that's why I like it a lot. I, I really love that moment. Like like the really that's the inciting incident of the movie. Mm. But that doesn't happen until about 45 minutes, yep. maybe 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah. The movies are like a long, drawn-out experience. The, it's the very f- slow. How, how do you feel? Uh, this, that's my only real beef about this movie yeah. so far, is that I didn't necessarily need anything up until the point to where Tony Collette goes into the, uh, the meeting and mm-hmm. speaks for the first time about her family and everything like that. I didn't need those 20 minutes before that. I, well, I, no, before the grief counseling, we kind of learned a little bit more about Charlie, I think. Yeah. Like, we saw her in the... What she in the classroom and mm-hmm. totally unaffected, and uh, totally unaffected by the bird running into the flying into the uh, into the window. window. So mm-hmm. we're getting this vibe like something's a little off with this kid. Yeah, and then of course the cutting the bird's head off. Yeah, and, uh, it's easy to forget those bits because they happen so early in the film. Yeah, and like the body of the film is like near the end. But I feel like all those 20, 25, 30 minutes at the beginning were just getting Charlie's. Central, sort of weirdness. Yeah, uh, I think they're the important. Weird cho- to the, the chocolate was weird too. Yeah, I don't okay. understand that. Very Just much. everything about her, uh-huh. the way she moved, it was made to make you feel uncomfortable the entire time. The the chocolate, I just felt like that was like advertising the same way that the nut allergy was an advertisement. Yeah. It was like, okay, like she's sure. going to eat yeah, chocolate yeah, all the yeah, time yeah, and yeah. the chocolate is her demise, you know. Anyway, and then yeah. chocolate cake and mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to those like 20, 20 minutes at the beginning. But yeah. 
That's another thing that I really, really, really liked about Ari's writing. It's mm. just like if he delivered a piece of information, you were gonna see it before the movie was over. Again. Yes, mm. he set up. He is so good at setting up. Uh, and in terms of like comedy, he's mm. so good at setting up a joke and then giving you a punchline. Yeah, uh, like the Notebook. Uh, like you see his dad after Charlie dies. Mm. His dad, her dad is like scrolling through a notebook. You see a bunch of empty pages. Yeah. 40 minutes later into the movie, you see that she's filled the pages with pictures of Peter dying. Yep. Um, you see the the knot allergy. The knot allergy. Mm. We don't have the EpiPen, the, the chocolate, the bird, the mm. decapitation, like all of that. There's so much callback yeah. from earlier points in the movie that when they happen, you're just like, oh, fuck, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. It's such a good like way to bring the story together because at no point in the movie, you as an audience are like, I don't know what that is. You've yeah. seen it earlier. Yeah. It's like there, there's something with that where, like, I like to pick things apart and I'll be like, okay, this is sloppy writing because of this or that. And for this, if I'm going to get into anything that doesn't seem as tight as I want it to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be the EpiPen. Right. And why do you have this child, you know, without an EpiPen for days on end? Right. You know, like, you don't have it the first day, the second day, then the third day you're going to a party that she doesn't want to go to. You don't have an EpiPen at your own home, you know, for this kid that's dealing with this allergy. You know, like, right. come on, like, you never have an EpiPen? Like, what's going on here? Yep. Like, that's, that's the only that's the one thing. thing. Yeah. But it, but it, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're so, it, but it provides that that sort of neglectfulness of mm-hmm. the family that's needed for the kid to die. True, very um, true. Yeah. But uh, there was one shot that I thought was weird because I forgot she had an allergy. Yeah. And then it's like when the girl's chopping up the walnuts for the cake. You oh just, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about, about that. that. Yep. We have a close-up. Yo, they yeah. made it look so menacing. Sure yeah, like the, the <laughs> violent. Oh wow. Yes. I did not think about yeah, that. I, I heard that shot and I just like, why the fuck is that shot in mm-hmm. there? And then when she starts, like, that's why that shot was there. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I forgot about that too. I forgot so, that too. I loved after he realized he killed his sister. Yes. And he just sat in the car. And he had Alex Wolf did this really cool thing, like where he was so stricken with like grief and sadness that he mm-hmm. couldn't catch full breaths mm-hmm. he was like <laughs> like unable yeah, to he was, fully he was breathe yeah. Yeah. and i thought like that's fucking great acting too but how it just hung on his face with like the red the red lights mm-hmm. uh for like god it seemed like a minute yeah. Yeah. he was, was like too time. afraid to look yeah, yeah. into and the then he just mirror. slowly took off in the car mm-hmm. slowly parked slowly yeah. walked back yeah. to his house and his room laid down and left his sister's dead body in the back Dude. seat of the car he just has the to way stick with that. the way the shots just like hung in the air like just mm-hmm. thick with just sadness and grief for so long it's it was yeah. fucking phenomenal. Yeah. That's one of my favorite sequences in the film. Where like, because when the the Charlie's having the allergy attack, it's all very panicky, mm. and so we're like, holy shit, she's gonna die. I gotta get to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. and then like the yeah, the deer. Yeah, <laughs> she's like breathing super hard. And then, and like, boom. boom. Yeah. And then you hear like as soon as that thought happens, he knows what happened, and the car just stops in the middle of the road, mm. and we get that gorgeous wide shot of the car and the pole yeah. happening. And I think that you can see the head, but it's just like a black dot in the ground. Yeah. And it's just like so gorgeously like strict like like striking. Yeah. And fucked up. And I, I never really it. understood the significance of the dolls though. I didn't really understand that. Like cuz you know how we've talked about like anything Ari had put into his film mm-hmm. kind of called back like we we understood why it was there right. later on. But I don't really, I didn't really understand the doll thing. 
I didn't know. Oh, uh, the doll that we see at the end of the film. No, like the her hobby, their 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 profession oh, in general. That, like I, would, the only thing I could take away from that was just like being a metaphor for things being created and th- it's not things aren't as natural as they seem. That's the only thing that I can go from it. I would have to look it up, but um, just everything, even to to the point to where where um, when that the head was decapitated in the car, and then she recreates that exact yeah. scene, and then the husband was like, "You're not gonna let Peter see that, are you?" He was like, "Why well, wouldn't I let him see if this is a completely neutral take on on what happened?" Yep. You know, so she's just like not seeing it that way at, at all. But I'm just like the metaphor for me is just like that them being in that car and him uh, her dying that way was not you know a. Um, it was a predestined thing that had to happen. Right. The way that she's doing these things right now was like something that's going to have to happen. So I just, I don't know. I think there's a connection between it, but I can't give you a good, solid 100% answer on it myself either, though. One thing I read was when Ari was writing it, he realized that they, to get the shots that he wanted to have, they had to build that house. Mm. So that, that house was built oh, really? for the movie. Nice. Which I thought that was really cool. Mm. That they just put that in the budget. A24 is Killing it, yep. dude. Yep. It, if it's horror, drama, anything, they even had, killing they, it. They had like a, like like bits of comedy in there, you know. Yeah, like like artists. they did mm-hmm. Lady Bird, you know. Yeah. Like they did. Did they do Moonlight? Yes, they did. Yeah. They um, well, they did fucking um, Good Time. Yes, they did. Like they're what killing happened to, it. What happened to May? I think was also the one with Willem Dafoe was also them. No, no, the Florida Project was them. Florida Project. That was eight twenty four. Yeah, they're killing it, dude. Yeah. yeah. A24 is one of my favorite they, like, production companies. Same. Like, I will go see any movie that they put out in the next couple of years. Yeah, for like, sure. I'm very into it. Um, I think, uh, uh, so the first 20 minutes, of, I want to talk about like a little bit about the writing. Because mm-hmm. like, the first 20 minutes of the movie are 30. Yeah, they feel a little long. Yeah. But they are set up to getting the weirdness from Charlie. Because it sets us up to believing that it's going to be a very different kind of horror movie. Completely different, yeah. Because I expected a Carrie-esque experience. Like Curry? The, yeah, Carrie? Yeah, like Carrie. Oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah, Carrie. Yeah, like okay, a yeah, Carrie-esque yeah. experience yeah. where like, this tiny girl is weird and she gets bullied and unaccepted by her family or whatever yeah. and then she snaps and has some sort of supernatural connection. Yeah. That's what I expected at first. I saw nothing on the trailers and that's kind of how they sold it in the yeah. trailers. Yeah. And then we get this bait and switch where she dies 30 minutes into the movies mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't know what this movie's going to be anymore. Yeah. What the fuck? And, yeah. and I love that feeling. I love walking into a movie and knowing that my complete emotional capacity to relate to the movie is in the hands of the filmmaker. Yes, I mean, and like I got, I got bait and switched twice. Like I said, the yeah. first one was like the um, thinking that it's going to be about this uh, kid and Charlie, and then she's gone after thirty minutes. And the second is after those thirty minutes, and then we're seeing her, um, the mother Annie. She's in the um, like the talk group, mm-hmm. and then she's talking about everything that happened with you know her family and this history of psychological disorders. And that's the first time that we find out, you know, that her mother was dealing with something psychologically. She's dealing with something mm-hmm. psychologically to the point to where she took a paint thinner and poured it all over herself and her son and was there with a struck match, you know, mm-hmm. ready to kill her and her son, you know, through her sleepwalking. You know, found out that issue. And then another issue that, that was with um, her, her brother, I believe, something like that. Her uh, brother died. Y- yes, yes. Yeah, he had psychological brother issues. killed himself. Killed himself, yeah. Yeah, so it was like we're finding out about all these these things. So, I mean... I, don't, I think it wasn't even really more about... I, th- I don't think it was as much about... Um, like demon possession and spirituality. Like I think the real stigma that was plaguing that whole family was just mental illness. Right. Like it yeah. really does a call to mental illness because like mm. the, 
the grandma has that dissociative dis- uh, identity disorder. That's, disorder. that's the bait and switch that I'm talking about, though, because like he's leading is leading you to believe that this is just a psychological movie that none of this thing is necessarily real. That she has a psychological issue, and we could have got to the end of the movie to where all of those things didn't happen real time. And I was going to be upset if that was what my bait and switch was that the hereditary thing was these psychological issues. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe I the feel true like meaning. I still would have had a, a, a the same. I think they wouldn't have even had to put in anything supernatural. And I still think I would have felt the same exact th- way. You gotta, it, if, if that's the case, you got to take those first 20 minutes away about Charlie really, because yeah, yeah, like it the was payment just, and stuff. And just in fit. terms of being really sad, because yeah. I was really sad throughout watching the whole sad fucking thing. Yeah, like it would have been, it would still would have been a sad and disturbing film. Just mm-hmm. dealing with like, and then, and Peter's got PTSD because, mm-hmm. oh, his fucking mom poured paint thinner on him mm-hmm. and she's a sleepwalker and her brother was a paranoid schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Like, just, it was all that, that. Yeah. It just shed a lot a light on mental illness. It did, but yeah, like that's that's what I'm saying. Like uh, to the end, so we didn't we don't know anything about payment, anything about this devil worship mm-hmm. stuff to the last ten yeah. minutes. To where I'm like, oh shit, this is hereditary. This is the thing that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and like that final bait and switch for the last ten minutes. And like I said, just brought it all together, and I I really 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 yeah. enjoyed that. And uh, I don't know if because I, I enjoyed that too, and I enjoyed the concept of like mental illness being the thing that runs through the family. Yeah. But also the idea that the family has this connection to this Paimon, uh, King of Hell. Yeah. Uh, and, like, that's also hereditary. Yeah. 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 The film. Two and, different like, ways, yeah. the, her brother killing himself because his, he thought his mom was trying, trying to, to put, put people, people inside, inside of him. him. Yeah. And then go back and turns out that the bitch was actually trying to put people inside of him. Yeah. And, and so, like, all of those, like, little moments are kind of, na- like, purposely ambiguous, either about mental illness or some supernatural mm. entity. Right up until the very end, and yeah. I think that's like that leads to the the feeling of shock and disturb. Yeah, bingness. There's, oh yeah. There's some loose yeah. ends that I want to tie up just to be sure mm-hmm. if we're on the all on the same page. So was Payman inside of Charlie? Yes. Okay. Yes. From the very beginning. And now, and also, it was all just a straight up plot scheme from. Lorraine, what was her name? Oh, uh, the grandmother. Is Joanne. The, Joanne. Joanne. Yeah, Joanne. Yeah, uh, to just get payment into the boy. Yeah. Right. It was all just a scheme. So, yeah. so it has to be a male host. Yeah, like when she a, never yeah. was even talking to her dead son, correct? Who? What's her name? Joan. Joan. Joni. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the uh, dead talk- grandson she, and other she, son. Yeah, the that's cup, the whole the yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. The yeah. fact that she went through such great lengths to yeah. just go yeah. ahead and just be like the top lieutenant and sink her hooks into this mm-hmm. family. Just So was there ever even a need for the seance? Like, did that... Cause the seance pa- cause was the just to summon was, the spirit. Yeah. Because, like, so... Payman was already out, I guess. Yeah, since Payman was in Charlie. Charlie died, so the spirit was no longer in, Inside like, the earthly realm. Yep. Like so was it all realm? kind of a plan for payment for, for Charlie to 100%. be killed. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you when uh, when uh, when uh, Tony Collette goes upstairs when she sees the um, the embroidered thing or whatever and start going through the boxes of her mother and she sees all these books and in some of the inscriptions it's saying you know that the it has to be inside of the a host body has to be male mm-hmm. and then you go back to the advertisement of not wanting to have this kid and never wanting to have the kid but the mother insisting and then you connect those dots of has to be a boy yada 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 the grant the mother wanting to have the baby her not wanting to have it. And I mean that's no. dude. I loved seeing the welcome mat yeah. named Charles. Mm-hmm. Like she really did want her to be a be boy. a boy. Yeah, and I guess it was expected that she was going to be a boy. For yeah. Well, the thing first. was the thing was like when when Charlie was born as a girl, 
And, like, that was the kid that the mom was able to, yeah. like, interact with. So mm-hmm. what I think happened is, like, the kid was born fine. It was just delayed. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I can't get to your son yet, but let mm-hmm. me just go ahead. And right. But I think the kid was born fine. And then when the mom got a hold of him, she put Pyman, Pyman. inside Charlie mm-hmm. as a kid. And fucked her up. So that then she could get her hands on Peter mm-hmm. later. later on. So, like, that, that's what I think happened. Yeah. Uh, I think that whole idea of like the like all the information about the the possession of the demon possession mm. was handled so expertly mm. throughout the film because a lot of movies would throw that information at you like at the beginning yeah. and then you just, you know that you're walking into a demon possession film. Yes. But we had no idea nope. right up until Tony Collette really started losing her mind about the dude the bang in the head. R- oh. the <laughs> I love that. <laughs> How the shit was upside down. Yep. She's just. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dude, that do, do, freaks do, do, me do, do, out, do, do, man. And like, and then she's in there, just fucking sawing <laughs> her goddamn head off. Yes, with like a piece of string. Too. Yeah, and she's just like looking at her fucking son yeah. the entire time, doing it slowly, cutting her goddamn head off. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then he sees more naked people. He's like, dude, the best fucking thing I can do, I'm gonna jump out this, this fucking attic right now and kill myself. Which yeah. is one of my favorite film decisions ever. Because like, How, that's what else can you like, do? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the moment where someone would try to fight. Yeah, you know they would try to fight the demons, but Peter saw that and was like, "Fuck the shit." That's I'm it. Out. Yep, I'm out of here. Uh, and and I th- ah so good. It, it was such a good like cinematic moment. Yeah. I I the score was good too. Yeah, music was really fucking. Uh, good. It was made by a guy named Colin Stetson, who's he's like a multi instrument instrumentalist. I've heard about him before. He's done like some work with like Bon Iver and uh, Kanye and okay. Um, and he talked about how like when he was making the film, he was like really affected by it because he was making music and thought he was like hearing stuff <laughs> in his house. Nice. And, and uh, so I thought that was really good. Yeah, I loved, I thought music music did really yeah. well. Mm-hmm. I liked, there were a lot of callback. Uh, there were some scenes where Tony Collette had this like shocked face. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was like, right. And it was a really dramatic shocked face mm-hmm. with her mouth wide open. And I was like, The Shining. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> called right back to The Shining. And, mm-hmm. and like with the bees, like mm-hmm. the, the ants, I mean, all yeah. over her son's face. Uh, there were a lot a of like, up, there were a lot up. of classic horror elements that they that he put into it and yep. that 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 really helped uh, make th- it even scarier for me. I think that the reason why I think this movie is so sort of I, I want to say realistic in mm-hmm. the way that all the characters behave is just that they feel like real people because they do. And this is like a conversation that we've been having. It's about the humor in yep. the movie because yep. there are parts of the movie where they are objectively funny. Mm-hmm. But they, they he sells them to you in a way that you kind of like, oh, okay. you laughed at that, but you understand why they did it. Yeah, because and it's because, human. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. because you understand why they did it, mm-hmm. it adds to the effect that you are now more closely related yes. to these people yeah. because they would react in the way that you that would you react. Would. Mm-hmm. Like when Joni slides the glass on the table and Tony Collier looks under it. Yep. And you were like, Haha, that's funny, because mm-hmm. no one would believe that too. But yeah. that's a way everybody would fucking that's do. Exactly what you yeah. would do. If so, as a li- if a glass yeah. lights on, the, on the, like over the fucking table, you're yeah. gonna look for a magnet yeah. under the table. Yep. And like then the dad did the same thing. Recall. And and then like at the end of the movie when we're seeing like it's just full blown like demon possession. Yeah. Um, we're seeing uh, Tony Collette in the walls, like floating above the walls, mm-hmm. and she crawls out of the room, kind of like swimming through the air, yeah. which looked hilarious. Yeah. But the idea that it looked hilarious and so unnatural is kind of what adds to the creepiness mm-hmm. of that moment after yeah. the moment of laugh yeah. sort of goes away. So I love I love Ari's sort of use of humor for realistic purposes. I fucking love it. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I liked when, uh, I think another moment that could have been considered humorous was where she's like, she comes down in a f- comes down out of the attic in a frenzy, and she's just like, 
What's her husband's name? Uh, I can't remember. She's like, go up, go up there and look. You have to see. Yeah. You have to see. And he's taking the ladder down. Like, oh, she's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna see your grandma's she- dead body. And then he goes up, and it takes like thirty seconds. He's like. Comes back down. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like I'm still, it's still at the moment of not knowing is this a psychological thing to right. is this real or not? You know, or is this you know what I'm saying? The, the second she opened up the hatch and the and flies. he opened it up and the then flies bugs come out. Is, it was like, oh, oh shit! So it's shit. not psychological yeah. to where it's actually real. You know, then I think that's like, the moment where all fall over. It's just one like oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. This is something actually real that's happening here. Yeah. I had to read why she even wanted, why the grandma even wanted Payman to be in a human host and right. i guess payman once he got this host he would bestow riches upon like her whole family or yeah. something so it's that's like why it, could, it couldn't be like the dad it had to be like someone from her bloodline blood since she was like queen yeah yeah, yeah. All right yeah. no i i think i think the whole like the whole use of humor the the sort of super hyper realistic dialogue mm. the way that people talked the wide shots like Everything in this movie, the callbacks, I think, was really put together in such a way that there was no way that you wouldn't get a really delicious horror movie. Yeah. In terms yeah. of like families falling yeah. apart, while supernatural forces are on the outside, mm-hmm. it, it has a lot of similarities to The Witch. Right. I, I thought you were going Babadook. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I thought about the Babadook too. Yeah. Uh, I think it. I think it's better than The Witch. Um, mm. I think so too. I think it's uh, quite honestly, if not. The best at one of like top three or five movies of horror movies I've ever seen. Ooh, absolutely. I think I would have to just in terms of everything, like the writing, the shots, the cinematography. Oh, same, same, same same shit. The the music, yeah. The actual things that they used to scare you, using what limited jump scares they could use, right? But putting more subtle things like. Old elderly naked people in the corner smiling at you. That that's terrifying. Yeah. And the decapitations, the sheer just like gut wrenching, horrible feeling of watching this family be torn apart because the grandma just wanted Satan, her fucking king, king, king yeah. Payman to have a male host, and she had her lieutenants, you know, recruit this woman, recruit this family. Yep, it was just all so wrong and very fucking scary just the entire thing like you know 10 out of 10 man like seriously <laughs> 10 out of 10 yeah. best like horror movie yes absolutely. I, I, I gotta agree with the fact that it's in, it's in my top five horror movies God, man. I, I was uh like i couldn't i definitely couldn't go top three and yeah. top five i'm still wary of like looking at my list of what like the best horror movies of the past like 30 years mo- what about modern horror Definitely yeah. one of the like if I'm just talking about modern horror, then yes, it's one of the best modern horror movies that I've ever seen. And yeah, just it, it just is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean we talked about the Babadook, we talked about the witch, talk about this movie. I mean, you could put Get Out in there. I mean, just of movies that horror movies that came out in the last 15 or 20 years, this is at the top of my list. Yeah. Yes. But even like classic horror movies, I think not I mean, Rosemary's Baby is smacking this. The Shining is yeah, smacking Rosemary's it. Baby is Psycho is smacking it. I mean, there's, there's like three or four like classic, you know, that are no. kind of smacking it. But like top ten, yes, this no. is my top ten. Honestly, I would I would be willing to say that this movie, on like on par for me in terms of like really good filmmaking, mm. it's on par with how The Shining made me feel 
and how um, what was the other movie that I just mentioned? Uh, Rosemary's Baby. And Rosemary's Baby, like mm. like those movies, partic- particularly Rosemary's Baby. There's a lot of parallels in in terms I mean, of like emotion. How it made me feel, definitely. But yeah. just technically, technically, Rosemary's Baby is like on another level. I mean, yeah, I mean, that movie's insane. Yeah. So like like I, I would put it up there with like some of the really good classics, like yes. The Shining, Rosemary's Baby. Maybe up top I, ten. They're yeah. uh, they're remaking Suspiria. Did you ever watch the original one? I, I, I've heard about it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the original. I really want to watch it, but I saw the trailer for the new one mm-hmm. um, that comes out in like October. It's directed by the guy who directed uh, "Call Me by Your Name." Okay. Um, the trailer looked really good. That nice. might be a, that might be another one. That's, no, that's really good. Yeah. I've never. I want to see the original Suspiria. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's like a witch occult, kind of a cult movie. Going back to the, the top 10 thing, I don't have top 10 horror movies. I just don't like horror movies that much. Mm-hmm. Like the classic 80s horror movies, they're fun, but I don't think they're particularly great. Even Halloween. I, I'm okay with Halloween. Right. Um, they're not scary. It's just yeah. spectacle. It's just fun. Right. It is now. I mean, but it's like if you... You're right. We're, we're, we're super desensitized. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, come on. Like Halloween, when I seen Halloween back then in 1990, yes, that shit is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, true. Halloween uh, one, yes. yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, like Psycho is like I can't. It's I can't just like take these movies out. Like The Shining, the first time you see it mm-hmm. back then, like th- those top five movies: Rosemary's Baby, Psycho, uh, Shining, movies like that. They're still the top five. Like this yeah. movie can be in my top ten all time. But like you, know, like I said, I'm not a horror person or an action right. person. But you got to give credit where credit's due. And like this yeah. is top ten for me, definitely. This this isn't my top five. I think like top five for me, and and I think I think it's just a, such a huge it's just a huge combination of everything put together. Very nice to make a really solid, emotionally heavy, disturbing but creepy film. And it, yeah. I absolutely loved. Here's hoping they don't everything. make a fucking sequel. Yeah, oh god, it has no. to be a it yeah, has to gotta be done. Don't. Gotta be done. Um, the one thing I want to bring up before we're done is like the opening shot of the movie was fantastic. I love that shit where it zooms into the dollhouse. Oh yes, and then yeah. uh, after the zooming into the dollhouse, like the dad walks into mm-hmm. Peter's room, absolutely brilliant. Yes, um, I loved all the tilt shift shots mm-hmm. um, that were in there. I liked the quick snapping of. Night, nighttime to daytime mm-hmm. or yep. daytime to nighttime. Yep. So fucking cool. You really get and and it feels like there's more trees around the house as more as the movie keeps going. As yeah, if something's on the more outside more secluded. looking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't notice that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I I I I I really like the the use of tote shows given that she's a miniaturist. Mm. Uh, just because everything looks like a miniature. True. So uh, with the tote shift, I was like thinking, it's like, oh, if any of this really happening, or is it just kind of like a fantasy in someone's miniature? Mm. House and whatever, and all of that. It blended it well, though. Oh, so good, so fucking good. Those quick time snaps from day to night were amazing. Mm -hmm. The editing was phenomenal. Very much. Where the points where Ari decided to keep the camera for the longest time was just fucking amazing. Hell yeah, yeah. I'll watch anything he puts out from this point forward. Yeah, he's like a big firm believer in writing everything he directs. He never wants to direct anyone else's material. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, go ahead. I'll read. I'll watch anything you write. Love it. Write it. I'm hoping I can get my hands on the script after the movie has its run. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I think that's pretty much all we have to say. Yeah, yeah, we We've did just it. gushed over this movie. Yes. Um, so with that being said, we're going to cut and then go into television and movie. And welcome back. Television and movie premieres. Let's, let's do it. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, this is the shortest week of television I believe we've probably ever had here. 
Um, so this week on television movie premieres from Tuesday, June the 12th through Monday, June the 18th. Got one show, and that's going to be Friday, June the 15th, Goliath. Um, Jonathan, did, you might have watched. Did you watch Goliath at that's all? That's Billy Bob Thornton, right? Yeah. I, I've wanted to watch this first season. I've heard it's good. Yes. Is it yes. a good show? Have I don't watched know. It? I have not watched it. Okay. I have not watched any of it. Uh, Devin, our friend Devin, he's been on the show a few times. He mm. recommends it like hardcore. says it's really good. But I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I still have I like Billy chance. Bob Thornton. Me too. I saw Devin yesterday, actually. Shout out to you, Devin. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, yes, David E. Kelly's legal drama returns for a second season that finds attorney, played by Billy Bob Thornton, reluctantly draw b- drawn back into the law when he decides to represent his friend's teenage son after he is accused of murder. Uh, Mark Duplass and Morris Chestnut will be joining this season. Is he, oh, they, uh, actors? Yeah. Is actors? Nice. Uh, but yeah, that's the only television show that we got. We got a few movies, so let's start with a Why Are You Making This Fucking Movie movie. It's called uh, Loving Pablo. It's a rated R. Dude, that looks so bad. Yeah, yeah. For, like Pablo yep. Escobar? And it's yep. got like A-listers. Yeah. I was like, why are you making this movie? It's a rated R, 123-minute runtime, listed as a biography crime drama, has a 44 meta score. The rundown is a journalist strikes up a romantic relationship with a notorious drug lord, Pablo Escobar. It stars Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz. Why are you doing this movie? And their husband and wife in real life. Are they really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, guys? You didn't have to do this. You didn't have to do this. You, you know? <laughs> Javier, you ain't got to live like this, man. Like, you're a very talented actor, man. Yeah. Javier Bardem is one of my favorite actors. He's, he's, he's amazing. He's great. Penelope Cruz, you're amazing, too. You're great. Like, y'all don't got to live like this. Like, okay, you wanted to work together, you know? It's just a little bit easier, you know? Make a good check. But you put out a piece of crap. I just don't think Narcos covered it, man. Like, we don't need more Pablo. There's, I don't even I don't like need, Narcos. I don't need Pablo. There's another show on, on Netflix about Pablo Escobar. There's two of them. There's... Fucking, like, I'm sure there's like, more. Dude, yeah. bro, I, yeah, like, I get it. Yeah. Narcos won season one and two. I haven't seen season three. But season no. one was great. Season one and two were, were solid. I like season one a yeah. lot. Season one's really good. But yeah, but that's uh, that's a why are you making this movie? This I think we're past Pablo. caring about Pablo Escobar. Yeah. I think he had yeah. a good run. It's been covered, dude. Yep. It's been covered. Yep. So, moving on. And here's another why are you making this movie movie? But maybe it'll turn out to be good. We'll see. Uh, this one's called Gotti. It's rated R, 105 minute <laughs> runtime. Yeah, I remember this. This is a biography drama uh, crime movie. And the story of a crime boss, John Gotti and his son, is directed by Kevin Conley and is starring John Travolta. Honestly, uh, is this a movie where John Travolta... No, this isn't it. There's a movie where John Travolta plays like a fucked up fan that stalked somebody. Oh. Mm. And I thought it was this one, but it's not. Oh, nice. So, from playing really John care. Gotti in this one. Yeah. So I don't know why you're doing this, but hopefully it does something well for you. I don't know. Uh, next movie is Superfly. It's rated R. It's action crime it thriller. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a remake uh, from the 1972 black exploitation film Superfly. It's from director X and it stars Trevor Jackson. Um, I How hope you feel about this? I hope it does well, but I have no intention of seeing this whatsoever. Like zero, zero percent. <laughs> Do, you know, th- there's just as of a, g- a good chance of me seeing Superfly as there is of me seeing Loving Pablo. Damn. Just, I mean, Damn. equal chances, equal chance. <laughs> so uh, that's that. Um, the next, to the last two movies that people might actually be going to see in the movie okay. theaters this week. Uh, the first one is Tag. It's rated R, 100 minute runtime, and it's a comedy. A small group of former classmates organize an elaborate annual game of tag that requires some to travel all over the country. It's uh, directed by Jeff Tomsick, and it stars Isla Fisher, John Hamm, Jimmy Renner, and Hannibal Burris. 
I'm I'm actually excited for Tag. I've been watching those trailers and it looks like a really fun movie. It does look fun. So um, I might go check that out. Did you hear that uh, Jimmy Renner actually broke his arm making Tag, and that's why he wasn't able to be in uh, in the Avengers movie? <laughs> Said he broke he broke really? it, it was either broke one arm or broke both of his arms while making Tag, and he was unable to be in uh, Avengers because of it. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's why that Good happened. You, Rainer. Yeah, I, ho- I hope this is worth it. Could this... you imagine that conversation? No. Hey. Um. Yeah, I can't make it to in, to Infinity War. Uh, I broke my arms. Playing you're tag. the dude with a bow. You literally just use your arms. That's playing the tag. Only thing you have. I was playing tag. Yeah. You know, I was I was looking at it the other way. Like you you're you're at the MCU, and then you was like, dude, man, we gotta find a way to tell Jeremy that he's not gonna be in this movie. You yeah. know, pe- people haven't been paying attention to him for the past two movies. He's not really doing it for us. We gotta find a way that he's it's coming up to shoot in two weeks. You gotta do something. You gotta call him. Somebody has to call him. He's just procrastinating, procrastinating. Then like two days before, Jimmy Renner calls up and was like, Hey guys, uh sorry. I broke both of my arms. Oh no, that's so bad. I really hate to hear that. Oh, what are we gonna do? Oh, oh God. I really wanted to put give you screen time amongst all these other A-listers. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Oh no, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> you've delivered so many times in Thor and Avengers 1 and Avengers 2 and, <laughs> and Civil War yep, game dang move. it oh no shucks that's tag that'll be up this week like Incredibles 2 or something it is and if, if you would stop stealing my goddamn shit man I, I was about to say that I'm and sorry. then Jonathan said is this your first time here this your first time here you don't know how this works here <laughs> sorry because, 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 because you know, you know how this makes me feel. God this, of this, War. This upsets me. God of War. Me. God of War. Okay, I get a pass. God all, right, all right, all right. Keep all going. All right. So God of he War. Played so, that, he played yeah. that you fucked something up for me. Spoilers. And God of War. Oh, oh, I, I forgot that I did. I fucked you. Oh, so now my asshole is raw. All right. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so. So uh, the, ball, baby. Yeah, it is. This for that. <laughs> so, uh, the last one is uh, The Incredibles 2. It's a PG movie, 118 minutes. It's uh, animation. And the rundown is Mr. Incredible is left to care for Jack-Jack while Helen uh, Elastigirl is out saving the world. This is the director is Brad Bird. Nice. I mean, I'm excited. What's okay. What? Yeah. I-, I love The Incredibles, but Me like the, the overall, like, uh, the story, I'm not... I wasn't really super into it. I, I, w- I wasn't into, like, I'm, I, I love The Incredibles, the first one, and I said I was going to see this one, but the trailer I keep seeing is yeah, the one like with the Samuel little, Jackson, and it was like, yeah, I'll be there ASAP. And Maybe then, back ASAP. I yeah. don't like that at all. No. So it's like, I'm probably not going to see the movie in theaters because of that. Weren't we going to cover this movie? No, no, we, we, we were talking about it. it was either The Incredibles, Jurassic World, Ocean's 8, or where our three. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because uh, I was just like, you're not going to see this movie. What the fuck is that? No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Yeah, I don't like the trailers either. I think the story about like the dad yeah. being jealous of the wife's job and then having to take care of the kids, it's mm. just like a story that in 2018 is quite frankly stupid. Yeah. Um, maybe it would have been fine like seven years ago. Maybe, maybe. so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they waited 10 years or 15 years to get it out there. Yeah. I get it, but uh, you're you're playing Dangerous Territory with the whole family territory in 2018. Yeah, I uh, so I we'll ju- see how offensive people get. I offended. just thought of something just to mm-hmm. before we close it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about Hereditary. Mm-hmm. I, I looked up and saw that it got a D plus Cinescore. I can see that. Why? Wh- who even is? Cinescore? Why would that? What in the world? Damn. 
a D plus, dude. Yeah, like, like you didn't hear people's I'd, reaction when they walked out of the theater. Like at least a third of the theater was like, "This sucked. This is really bad." Even like when I like wrote a review up on it on Twitter, it was like, "This is a movie you probably aren't gonna like, but you might love it." You know, because it's that kind of movie. And I don't think today's audience as is able to like digest a movie like this. Well, just is CineScore composed of? Is that? Is that a list? I don't even know. Is that audience. user? Is that user reviews? That's users. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's I thought critics. for some reason it was critics. No, huh? That's that's. Not. Oh, I think critics are gonna love this movie. Yes. But yes. I think this is, this is one of it's one of those super divisive movie where like have the people that watch it fucking love it and have the people fucking hate I, it. I hate to be an ageist, yeah. but I think if you're a fucking teenager and you hate yeah. it. You're stupid. <laughs> you're you're a, you're a you're a dumb fuck. I uh, they'll, they'll, no, the clicking throughout the movie like bro that's, we, we have such a bad hate. movie I fucking experience. hate watching movies with commoners yeah. <laughs> I agree I love it yeah you know what yeah, yeah. I mean I, I gotta agree mm. I, I feel like this is a movie I want think. Sinister I want fucking what is the what are Insidious the, the fucking Insidious 7 mm. like Jesus Christ yeah. fucking the, the Winchester too. No, they, they right. ruined a little bit of the movie for me man they, no, ru- yeah, they yeah, ruined absolutely. a little no, bit of it they did I got tired of the fucking laughing yeah yeah was a lot. There was a point during the movie where it was really quiet for a very long time, and, and then we hit this one part of the mm-hmm. movie, and yep. people would All not that. shut up. Right. That's mm-hmm. like everything started getting intense too because they, yeah. they wanted to get oh, scared. Fucking, yeah. I wonder how many times that's been happening in all the showings. Like, I assume a lot, dude, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Look at that. I'm part of the movie. <laughs> oh, it was me, guys. Not, it's not her. Yeah. <laughs> I love. Good movie. Go watch it. Angry yeah. Jonathan. But I'm not mad if you decide to red box it. Yeah. Get your own experience from it. Yeah, like, go, watch the movie and then tell me how you feel about it, and then I can know where you are intellectually as far as being able to digest the movie. I think nothing was a, that's that's, a fair assessment. I, I like to do that pretty often. Like, things that are re- really good critically and technically, and then I'll ask someone what they thought about it, and then they, they say it was terrible, then I know where their taste lies. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, it's terrible for you, but then what else did you like? What movies do you like? You know, so, uh, yeah. What they like, yeah. yeah. That's a good way to gauge. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, uh, what would you rate it? We forgot to do that. Oh, um, a one out of ten, like a nine. Like a nine. Ten. Ten. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go with a solid 9.5. Nine five. Yeah, that's nine a five. new record. That yeah. is the new highest record for Brian. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just... For me, I, I yeah, just, it gets a ten. Yeah. I don't blame you. I love the... And I really don't do that. Like, I'm an IMDb whore, yeah. and, I, and I rate stuff after I watch it. I've given, like, five movies a ten out of ten, and it's nice. like Forrest Gump or... Mad Max, mm. Dead Poet Society, mm. and then like, Hereditary. <laughs> like I, like I really, yeah. I, I, I thought about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually rechanged my score. It was initially a nine, mm. and then like the more I read about it, and more I thought about, it, I was like, no, that's a ten. That's a fucking ten. <laughs> so. Don't blame me. That's a really solid movie, and I think if you like more cerebral shade of horror, I think it's a it's a really good movie for you. Oh, oh yeah. So, anyways, thank you guys for listening. I'm going to do the spiel now. You can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the FFS Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, uh, iTunes Podcast app, Google Play Music app, under the name for film's sake. And my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Archuya. I'm at T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey. hey. I'm going to ask you out of politeness, but you never do it. Do you have anything you want to plug? I don't have anything. Okay, no. cool. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan, for joining us and talking about this delightful movie. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.